Welcome to Big Rich Brock and Friends. Big Rich brings his clean comedy and storytelling to the weekly podcast that is laugh out loud and funny with a side of inspiration. Here is your host, Big Rich Brock. Hi, this is Rich Brock with Big Rich Brock Comedy. Welcome to my podcast, Big Rich and Friends. People ask me all the time, where are you going to bring some friends on here? Well, you know, if you knew my friends, you know why I'm reluctant to bring, bring them on here. But I am working on it, and I've got a few folks that I'm hoping to uh, bring on to the podcast. But you got to realize, too, Big Rich and Friends, my friends are the folks listening. That's you today. So you're doing your part listening. And if you would, share my podcast on your social media, with your family, with your friends, the people you work with. And you can find out all my information at Big Rich. BigRichBrockComedy.com, and it is great to be back in the studio. Beautiful day in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I grew up near Chattanooga, Tennessee, and you might say, exactly where? Well, when you grew up in the 1900s like I did, you would say near Chattanooga, because that was pre-Google, pre-Internet. Nobody knew how to find. You wouldn't go to Rand McNally and find Chickamauga, Georgia. But now with Google, you can find Chickamauga pretty quick. And I'm born and raised in Chickamauga, Georgia. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's a great place to be from. It's a great community, good place to visit. Go down there on a Saturday, do a little shopping. Man, back when I was a kid, you had one restaurant. Now you've got several choices. Uh, the signs of progress when you can get fast food in Chickamauga or Mexican or Italian or pizza, all that stuff. So make a day trip if you're in the area and tell them Big Rich sent you. They might even give you a discount or they might stare at you and wonder what in the world are you doing here if he's the one that told you to come down here. But, man, I'm looking forward to talking with you today. There's been a lot going on and a lot of good things. Uh, since we've last talked, I did my 100th plus show. I had a great celebration doing my 100th live comedy show down in Cartersville, Georgia to a sold out crowd at the Olive Tree and Vine. Those guys have been so good to me. Big Door Vineyards, Caffeine Addicts, and Ringgold. Man, there's numerous places that I take my show to every other month, and I'm so thankful for them. 18 months ago, I decided to pursue my dream of stand-up comedy and doing podcasts. I've thought about it since, well, I didn't think about podcasts since I was a kid. There wasn't such a thing. But I did have a Mr. Microphone, and I would get on there and chime in to the AM station, and I would talk my stuff and do what I do now. And didn't even know it back in the 1970s that there'd be such a thing as podcasts. But I love doing them, and I look forward to being a part of what's going on in your world as you learn what's going on in the big rich world. But yes, doing these shows has been great. Did my 100th and 101st. Tonight, is at the taping of this, I'm headed over to Ringo, Georgia, to do a show at Caffeine Addicts. We've got a great crowd there. We'll sell that place out tomorrow night. I'm in Ackworth, Georgia, at the VFW. Thank God for our veterans. I love going and doing shows for the veterans, and uh, we always have a good time. And the thing I've learned about the VFWs all over the country, they help a lot of people, and it's also about the cheapest place in the county you can get alcohol. Because they, they they like their beverages over there at the VFW, and they normally have them very cheap. So I'm headed there, 
And then I've got some great things planned uh, in the fall. I've got a college show that I'm doing in September at Shorter College in Rome, Georgia on September 14th. Then I'm at Paris Mountain Vineyard September 28th doing a show at the winery. That's going to be a good time. October, man, I just keep building steam. And I want to thank everyone for coming out to shows and being a part of what's happening. I want to talk to you a few minutes about something that you're probably real familiar with, good old Facebook, or as my late mother called it, Face World. Now, my mama didn't have a Facebook account. She said she didn't have time for that, and she didn't need to know what everybody else was doing, that she had enough to do in her own family. But I always laugh because when her sisters, when my mother was um, sick and battling a uh, I mean, just a terrible disease that she overcame and fought for four years. My mom was one of the healthiest people I ever met. I never saw her smoke, never saw her drink, never heard her cuss. And I'm telling you, people, I drove her to do all three of those, and I never saw it in my 55 years on this planet. And my sweet mom, when she passed, uh, and she was homebound for four years, and my father took care of her. 95% of her medical care, my dad took care of. He didn't want anybody else to take care of his wife. He said that was his responsibility, and it was also part of the covenant that he made with her. I learned more about being a, a man watching my father take care of my elderly mother or my sickly mother than I have anybody else in my life. My father wasn't a big church attender. He loved God. And he liked about five people. Uh, no, no, no. He liked, he liked more than five, but they weren't big church people. They used to go, and they had their moments, but he loved God. And I'll be honest with you, if people in church live like he did, the churches would be full on Sunday because he was the real deal. And I learned a lot from him on how to love and how to uh, sacrifice. And, and it just touches my heart talking about it. Never planned what I was going to talk about today. And then lo and behold, I tap into that. And if you're listening today and you've got a loved one that's under hospice care or you're having to take care of, you be encouraged today. Make some memories out of those moments. I am so thankful that I had the time with my mom and with my dad before they left this earth and they went to heaven. I always joke around. People ask me why I started comedy late in life. And I say, well, my mom and dad, if they were on the planet, my mother would be at my show sitting in the front row going, that's not true. That didn't really happen. Not my boy. He wouldn't do that. And my dad would be sitting over there going, hey, you ain't got to tell them everything you've done. Because my father used to tell me when I, when I became a Christian, if you're new to the broadcast, I'm a former pastor. Uh, I'm still a Christian, just a former pastor. And I was a pastor for 25 plus years. At the age of 21, when most people start drinking and partying and hanging around women that do, I quit. And I became a minister. I became a Christian. Six months later, I was called into ministry. Three months after that, I'm a youth pastor in a hometown Baptist church. I did that for a couple of years. Then, lo and behold, I got involved in the Spirit-filled churches, and I worked in a church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, 
Uh, I was affiliated with them for the next 18 years. Then I worked a mega church also in New Orleans. Both of those were mega churches. And if you don't know what that is, that means it's about the size of Walmart. I mean, there's a lot of people coming in and out of the doors of a mega church. And when you're in a spirit-filled church, people ask, well, what's the difference between that and like a Methodist or a Baptist? And the easiest way to tell you, well, a Baptist church or Methodist church, the preacher leaves about every three years. And in the spirit-filled community, it's the congregation that leaves, and you got to reload <laughs> because the pastor ain't going anywhere normally, and, and he's doing what he does. And I enjoyed my time being a minister, being a pastor, but I found what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And it took me till I was 54 years old. And in the midst of that, I remember when I was a young uh, Christian and a young minister, and I would be called upon to share my testimony or to preach somewhere, my daddy would say, now listen. You ain't got to tell them everything you done wrong. God knows. God's forgiven you. And he's so true. So be encouraged in that. But I think, too, he was just afraid I was going to say something that made my mama cry. And I never wanted to do that. And I did that on occasion, too. But I enjoyed uh, being a part of what was happening in the church. And I want you to know that it took me a while to get back in the uh, the the realm of doing church and being a part of that. And I have found my place, and I'm very thankful for it. And I might talk about that here in a little bit or in another episode. But I want to focus back on where I was headed. Man, when I started doing comedy, I was 54 years old. I was at a place where I had done a career all my adult life, I left the ministry because I went through a divorce I didn't see coming. And you say, oh, Big Rich, what do you mean by that? I mean, I knew things weren't good, and you might be able to relate to that. But I just didn't ever plan on divorcing, at least not until my my children were grown. I was going to suck it up and just deal with it because my children didn't notice it. But then when it got to the point my children were old enough and they were seeing, okay, this isn't what a marriage is. This isn't what true love is. You know, uh, loving somebody's give and take, not take and take. And I was in that place. And when that was brought to me that, hey, I want a divorce, I was numb. I didn't know how to respond. And I, I was just, I was embarrassed. I was hurt. I was disappointed. We had dated for three and a half years. We were married 24 and a half. And you're thinking, man, that's a lifetime. It is for some people. But in the midst of it, I didn't know how I was going to get through it. And I was a pastor. And I, I thought, I have nothing to give. I have nothing to give somebody else. So I resigned. I I took the church I was pastoring, and I merged it with another. And then I got into a home inspection. And I started my own little business as a home inspector. And the thing that was great about that was I worked a job where I inspected vacant houses. And what that means is I didn't have to deal with people. I didn't have to see folks. I might not see three people a week working 50 hours a week. And I healed. I spent time in prayer. I spent time, you know, arguing, crying, uh, being aggravated. But in that process... I found my peace, and I was always, my, my priority, which it still is today, uh, are my, my sons, my children. They're grown now. Well, they all think they are. You know, at 25, he's grown. At 20, he's close. 
and at 17, he thinks he is. And those boys are the most important. They're my greatest, as you would see as a parent. Children are your greatest responsibility and also your greatest achievement. And I'm so thankful to be a dad. You know, I was blessed with a father who was also a dad. And that's been my example for my boys. And when I talked to my boys, and I did both of my parents' funerals, uh, I was the, the reverend. I was the one that they asked to do it. And honestly, I wouldn't have wanted anybody else but me to do it. And it was therapeutic for me. And if you're a speaker, a minister, or somebody that's a, in a leadership role in your business, you'll understand what I mean by that. It was very therapeutic for me to be able to stand before my family and friends and the people that made a, that my parents made an impact on and, and speak on their behalf and to talk about what they meant to me, to their grandsons, to their family, and to their community. And I want you to be encouraged today because, man, the world we live in, there's a lot of stuff going on. But in the midst of it, man, you can find some peace. Listen, you, I ain't getting on you if you smoke a little weed or you have a drink now or then, and, and that can be comforting to you. And I, and I ain't got a problem with that. But the thing I want you to see is true peace is found, uh, it, it's bigger than you and me. You know, Jesus said, I'll give you peace that passes all understanding. Man, there's days I can't comprehend how good God is. I just got to receive it. I've just got to accept it. Man, today I had to go get an annual physical. And when you're a 55-year-old man, that's about as exciting. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. I get in there. We're talking. We're chatting. My doctor says it's a new doctor, new insurance, new new neck of the woods I'm living in. Uh, down in Powder Springs, Georgia, and the doctor says, oh, when's the last, I don't see on your record, when's the last time you had a colonostomy? And I'm like, lovely. What a wonderful thing for us to discuss today. I said, I think I'm good. No, he goes, seriously, when? I said, well, you know, during COVID, uh, I had a I had a test. He goes, okay, you're good. He goes, you're good for another few years. I said, thanks be to God. He goes, what about a pro? I said, oh, yeah. Man, you're just hitting you're you're hitting all the fun topics today. And we went through all the paperwork and we got chatting. But here's the thing that was cool. I picked a doctor. I studied that website for my new insurance more than I studied for the SATs back in nineteen eighty five. Come on somebody. Man, I was looking over that website and I'm trying to figure out which doctor to pick and I'm like, who you know, and, you know, you look and you think, do I want a man doctor or a woman doctor? And then I think, well, how good looking the, the woman? And then I realize, I, hey, that wasn't covered in copay. And there ain't no woman that pretty that I'm going to pay a copay on. So I'm looking. I feel more comfortable with a man doctor. And um, and I said, and a re, you know, a man's man. I need somebody. Uh, I don't care where they're from as long as I can understand them. And they can understand me because I know my accent is thick. And uh, I started looking and I found somebody and I thought, well, shoot, I'll go there. And I picked this doctor. I'm going to tell you guys, man, when I walked in there, within three minutes, I knew that that was a divine appointment to me and to be in that doctor's office. Not only did I sell two tickets to a comedy show I got coming up in his area, but I also knew this is where I'm supposed to be. This is the guy that's going to help me to be healthier, wealthier, and blessed 
in the next, in the days to come. Because man, I'm 55 years old. And, and I know I don't look a day over 29. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know, I also know I'm doing radio and podcasts and I'm not on TV right now, but I have learned, man, you know, I'm not used to keeping these comedian hours, you know, doing shows and then unloading and loading and getting home at one o'clock in the morning. Man, I, I usually wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning. And now I'm all over the place. I wake up and I start writing comedy and I start preparing. Okay. What do I need to do? What do I want to, to work on? Uh, I've got a part-time day job that I still do. And, um, I've got all these things I've got to organize and take care of. Then you throw a couple of ex-wives in the mix that I don't speak with, but I get a text from on occasion. And I don't know about you guys, whether you got an ex in your life. I have never gotten a text or a phone call from either one of them that said something like, you know, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you. <laughs> I just want to call and say, you know, you're an amazing person. I'm so thankful I got to spend time with you, whether it was 28 years or two years on the second one. I've never got those texts. I've never got those calls. Here's what I get. We got a problem or I need money. I need this. And I'm like, boy, I'll be glad when those days are over. One of them, they're already over. The next one's almost. I see the victory line. There's victory in Jesus. I see it. I see the goal line. I'm about to cross it and uh, be able just to take care of my boys the way that I see fit. And I'm looking forward to that. But you guys understand, when you're going through daily life things, you got to find your peace. And you're not going to find it. Man, I find comfort. Listen, comedy, entertainment. Music, I love being able to escape for a little while. And when you come to a Big Rich Brock comedy show, I'm there to entertain you. I'm there to make your life better than what it was when you walked in. I'm there to help you think back on some good memories or maybe create some new ones. I know that I've succeeded when people come up to me after a show and they say, Hey, could I tell you about my dad? Or can I tell you about the family car that we had? Could I share with you about the trip we took to Disney World? They'll they'll hear something that I say, and they get a laugh, and then it triggers a memory that's a feel-good moment for them. We need more feel-good moments in this world. Man, I'm telling you, and that's what I strive to do. Now, I realize that that is just a... Uh, uh, a temporary thing. You've got to live a life where you, where you find peace that passes all understanding. You got to find that peace in God. You got to find that rest in Him. And the world we live in today, it might be like a $2 watch, but it's what we got. And I'm thankful for it. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good things happening. And you and I talking for a few minutes as you're driving or working there at your desk or or sleeping in, whatever you're doing, well, almost whatever you're doing, I'd want to know about. But whatever you're doing as you listen to my podcast, I just want you to be encouraged and know this. Man, there are better days ahead for you. I was sitting in a place five years ago. I didn't know how to get out. Man, I didn't know how to get out. Depression, anxiety. Man, my mind was all over the place. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And then my God. Man, my God shall supply all my needs. And man, God's been faithful to me even when I haven't been. Man, God loves me even when I feel unlovable. Uh, God's faithful even when I've struggled. And I want you to know he's the same for you. Uh, you know, God's no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. When I see somebody get blessed, I don't get envious. I get excited for them because the scriptures say to rejoice 
with those that are rejoicing. So I get excited for them. And to be honest, that means that's one more person out of the way for me to get what God has for me. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's one more done. And, uh, yeah, would it be nice to win the lottery? Oh, come on, somebody. Man, I, my mom and daddy, they used to have a list. If they won the big Powerball, this was what they were going to do. This is who they were going to bless. And when they both passed, I found that list. And it had all these people that made an impact in their life that they were going to bless. They were going to pay a house off or buy a car or put a college fund together if they won the big money. And I'm thinking, that is so cool that they thought like that. And you might think, well, that's just pie in the sky. But when you have an attitude of gratitude, that's the way you think. And I'm a firm believer that money doesn't change you. You know, money doesn't change you. It only magnifies who you really are. Man, you think about it. Man, if you if you're out cheating on your wife at a motel six and you get you win the lottery, only thing's gonna change is who you cheat with is gonna be prettier and you'll be down at the four seasons instead of the motel six. Come on, somebody. Money doesn't change you, it just magnifies who you are. And man, and I've met some of the sweetest people on this planet that got money flowing out their ears. Uh, because they've been good stewards with what they've been given and they're good in business and all those things. And man, I'm at a place in life where I'm like, okay, I feel like a cow at a new gate doing comedy. You know, part of me feels like I've been doing this a while because to be honest, man, I have, as a pastor, I preached over 4,000 sermons in my young life. Man, that's a lot of talking. I've been to church more times than I can count. And I'm used to talking. I'm used to speaking in front of people. Now, doing stand-up is a different is a different beast, but it's a lot of similarities. I joke around that writing comedy and writing sermons went hand in hand with me, and that's probably why I'm not preaching now because my my sermons had more comedy in them than they had scriptures and references and and that kind of thing. But here I am in the midst of doing big, rich, broad comedy. And I'm getting calls from the church. And they're like, hey, would you come do a show? Would you come and do a Sunday and tell your story? Maybe do half comedy and tell your story. Because I've realized there's a lot of people out there. I thought I was out there all by myself. But there's a scripture that tells us there's no temptation, which is uncommon to man. That if you're going through it, you ain't alone. Don't be discouraged about that. There's somebody not only that's going through it, there's somebody that's went through it and overcome, and you and I can too. So here I am, and I I told a friend recently, I don't really get nervous doing comedy, but I am a little nervous about going back and doing um, church stuff. Uh, I did, I say, I did a church show recently, and I said the biggest difference between my church show and a show I do at a winery or a brewery, I tend to curse more in the church. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't send me an email. I'm only playing. But then I go on and say, well, I only use curse words that you find in the Bible. You know, damn hell and ass. I try to keep it to those. And I know right now you're thinking, oh, my Lord, what's this man talking about? I'm just playing. It's called comedy. It's called uh, laughing, having some fun. And I don't. My shows, if you've been to one or if you've watched me on the YouTube, as my mama would call it, you've watched me on the YouTube. And speaking of, I've got a new special coming out on YouTube uh, very soon. I got the first edit back today. It's a live taping we did at, in Ringo, Georgia, at the historic Ringo Depot, and it's called Third Time's a Charm. 
And I hope you'll view it and enjoy it and share it with your friends. And then my Dry Bar comedy special. If you're a, if you're not familiar with Dry Bar Plus, uh, check that out on your phone. Just enter, Google it right now. Dry Bar has got some of the most hilarious people you're ever going to find. And Dry Bar is a clean comedy network. And, and listen, let's, let me just tell you straight up. Just because, and you'll see people on there that you'll look at them on YouTube and say, man, that joker ain't clean on YouTube, but he is at Dry Bar. That's cool. They know when they walk into Dry Bar that it's not a network where you're going to curse or you're going to, uh, you know, you, you keep God and politics and those things out of it and just make people laugh. And there are a lot of great comedians on Dry Bar. So I encourage you the best 30, $35 you're going to spend over a year is getting that dry bar app. And then you have unlimited comedy that you can watch, listen to and be a part of. And big rich is going to be on there real soon. They're talking about doing a release date, probably around the holidays. So you can get big rich Brock for Christmas suitable for framing right there. Y'all can sit down there and have your Thanksgiving dinner. And in between the football games, turn on the dry bar and let me entertain you for 25 minutes. I think that special's right at about 25, 28 minutes. And it's a great network and was a great experience to be a part of. But I'm enjoying getting to spend some time with you. I want to thank you for listening today, being a part of the uh, the podcast. Let me tell you what had happened to me as I started about Facebook. Uh, big fan of Facebook. Facebook at my age bracket is how I reach people. You know, my children have Facebook just to be able to talk to adults, I guess. But I do Facebook because I'm a middle-aged person, and that's our that's our thing. Uh, you know, I also have Instagram. You can follow me at Instagram at Big Rich Brock Comedy. But my Facebook got hacked about a week and a half ago. And I thought, man, you got to be kidding. And I know in the big big picture of life, getting your Facebook hacked isn't really a big deal. When there's people that's got some real issues in life. But here I was marketing my shows. My comedy shows, 70% of my uh, ticket sales come through my social media or through somebody's and facebook is the primary one and i lost i built it up in one year before i got into comedy i had like 400 friends on facebook once i got into comedy that went to 4,000 plus i was just about to max out at five and then i did a comedy page big rich brock comedy and that one had about a thousand followers i lost both of them when i got hacked now, I'm trying to get them back, and for you praying people, I appreciate it. Or if you know, if you've been through it and you know how to get it back, shoot me an email at bigrichbrockcomedy at gmail.com. That's always appreciated. And I've got uh, my um, social media team working on it. We're going to try to get it fixed back. But I've had to start over, so if you friend request me, uh, or if you reach out to me on the comedy page, I can't open it. I was the only administrator. So if you've got a separate page, put somebody else on there as administrator. In case that happens, they can get on there and you can uh, work your magic. Because, man, this guy started looking at mine and somebody I thought is the Taliban at first or maybe one of my ex-wives. But I don't know who it was, but somebody in Russia 
got a hold. It's probably that mail order bride I, I sent off for. I'm just kidding now. I'm just kidding. But somebody in the former Soviet Union got a hold of uh, Big Rich Brock's page and uh, messed it all up. And the next thing you know, it's gone. And all the photos. And, man, I'm a dummy. I'm a technical nightmare. I had all my boys' football, basketball, baseball pictures on there. I had all my comedy show and flyers on there. And it just went, disappeared. So hopefully I can get it back. But listen, you can't, again, I know it's not that big a deal in the big, in the big picture, but when you're trying to make a living doing comedy, every little bit helps. And I said, you know what? I'm like the six million dollar man, baby. We got the technology and we can rebuild him. And I'm rebuilding my social media and I'm trying to do it even better. And I need a little time, but I will get it. But if you do get a Facebook request or you send me one, it's very appreciative. And, uh, it, it is me. You'll see them teeth grinning at you. It is me. And I look forward to it. Let me wrap up and tell you this. I appreciate you listening today. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm being very diligent into doing a weekly podcast where I can spend 30, 35 minutes with you talking about things, hopefully bring some, uh, inspiration and some comedy. And every once in a while, there's some frustration, but I try to do my best to keep that limited. But I will remind you of some shows coming up, and I'm going to get out, kind of get out there a little bit as far as where I'm going to be. You know, September, I'll be back at Caffeine Addicts in Ringgold, Georgia, on Friday night, September 8th. I'll be at Ackworth VFW on Saturday, September 9th. I will be at Paris Mountain Vineyards in Rockmart, Georgia, on Thursday, September 28th. And as we get over into October, my goodness, October is almost here. I will be doing a Sunday morning service at Activation Church in Dallas, Georgia, at 10 a.m. on Sunday. I'll be doing comedy and then telling my story. I'll be at Nagel's Bagels in Cartersville, Georgia, on Wednesday, October 4th, I've got a private show with a women's club. Come on, somebody. I might find my third ex-wife. No, I'm teasing. I'm looking forward to being a part of that in Roswell, Georgia on the 5th. And then I will be at Three Strands Winery and Vineyard in Dallas, Georgia, Ackworth area. Three Strands is a beautiful venue. If you're in that area or you want a great day trip, come out for the show. I've been there one other time. We sold it out two weeks in advance. So call them, or you can actually go on Eventbrite, Big Rich Brock Comedy at Three Strands Winery, and you can get your tickets. That's limited seating and unlimited laughs. Then I am back at Bucking Goat Brewery. On Saturday night, October 14th, with the Eric Cutter, who was on Last Comic Standing. The man's hilarious and always a lot of fun. Back at Big Door Vineyard on Thursday, October 19th. And the and Big Door Vineyard is probably the prettiest venue that I go to in White, Georgia, and where I got my comedy start. So come out and support Big Door Vineyards any chance you get. And then Thursday, the 26th of October, I'm back at the Olive Tree and Vine, downtown Cartersville, Georgia, for a Thursday night show. And then I'm so excited in November, my oldest son is getting married to the love of his life. I will have a daughter in my family, a daughter in love, as we say in the church. My daughter-in-law, uh, she's as 
sweet as she is pretty. And I'm so thankful that she's going to be a part of my family. And they asked me to do the wedding. Come on, somebody. Big Rich, Big Daddy's going to get to do the wedding. I'm looking so forward to it. And uh, and I'll even be kind to their mama. I'll, <laughs> no, we're going to have a great time, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But if you're looking to book a show, um, man, reach out to me. We'll make something happen. Hopefully we can make it work. I've got a holiday show coming up in December. I've got five dates that I've already booked for a Big Rich Brock Ho Ho holiday show. And that's going to be through the month of December. And that's basically the Brock family with the Clampets and the Griswolds all molded into one. And I talk about uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, and it's just a great night. I did this when I started doing comedy, had great success with it, and I look forward to bringing it back new and improved. But thank you again for listening. If you would, share this podcast on your social media. Let people know that Big Rich is in the house. And have a blessed week, and God bless you. Have a good day. You've been listening to another episode of Big Rich Brock and Friends. For more information and past shows, go to our website, bigrichbrockcomedy.com. Thank you for listening.